Spring turkey season is upon us, and don't be caught out in the woods without having Onyx Hunt on your phone. One feature Onyx has that is often overlooked for turkey hunting is their recent imagery filter with their elite memberships. This imagery is updated week to week, and it comes in extremely handy, especially when you're trying to find these gobble zones where these turkeys will go out in a high spot on a fresh clear cut and strut around all day long. Actually, I was just looking at on Onyx where, where the timber company just came into Andrew's club and did a very small clear cut along this creek, and I can see the high spots on the topographical map, but also I can see exactly where they mulch, and those are going to be hot spots for finding gobblers, especially mid-morning after they get off their hens, getting up on these little high spots in this fresh, small clear cut along the creek and strutting and gobbling all day long. If you want to give Onyx a try, you can actually download it for free, try it for seven days, and if you decide to purchase, you can use the promo code SOUTHERN and save on your premium and elite memberships. So go into this turkey season, know where you stand with Onyx. Well, guys, we have some exciting news for you from Vortex about their brand new eyewear, their Banshee and Jackal sunglasses. Me and Andrew have had these for a few weeks now, right before the release, and we've been extremely impressed. They're awesome glasses, guys. And listen, if you're needing some new sunglasses, not only do they have the VIP warranty, but they're tough as crap, guys. Uh, Scratch-resistant eyewear, uh, it's extremely important. And also, they have safety features as well. So when you're out shooting at the range, again, these are rated glasses, so you are going to be more than protected when you're at the range. But they also look fantastic when you're out around town. So right now, Vortex has some special pricing on their website, which is vortexoptics.com for the new eyewear. But also, if you use the code SOUTHERN20, you get to save even more on this special pricing for right now at vortexoptics.com. Again, check out the new eyewear from vortexoptics.com and use the promo code SOUTHERN20 to save on their brand new eyewear. If you live in the Gulf Coast region, you need to find yourself at the Eco Wild Expo May 10th through the 12th in Mobile. It is the premier outdoor expo for the Gulf Coast region, and we're going to be there. We're going to have a booth. We're super excited about it. Can't wait to meet you guys that live down there. We absolutely love the Gulf Coast region, so to be a part of this show, we're super excited about. We're going to have past podcast guests there at our booth for you to talk to, guys who are relevant for your area, who you can talk to, you can pick their brain, you can joke with them, laugh with them, tell them your story, whatever you want to do. It's going to be a awesome time. We're already working on some past podcast guests, but hey, if you live in this area and you have a suggestion for someone you want to see at that show, write in and we'll see if we can get them. There's going to be all kinds of exhibitors at the show that are focused on hunting, fishing, conservation, and recreation. There's going to be activities for the whole family there. They got axe throwing, archery. They're going to have our podcast booth. And then for the kids, they got touch tanks, a honeybee exhibition, a raptor show, kids fishing tank, BB gun range, and a butterfly house. So you're going to love it. Your kids are going to love it. It's going to be an awesome time. So head on over to ecowildexpo.com to get more information on the show and to go ahead and grab your tickets. And hey, mark it on your calendar, May 10th through the 12th. Be there. We want to see you and we're excited to talk to you. So we'll see you at the EcoWild Expo this May 10th through the 12th at the Mobile Convention Center in Mobile, Alabama. Welcome back to the Southern Outdoorsman Podcast, everybody. This is Andrew Maxwell. We are at, well, we're not at ATA. We're at the hotel, but ATA just ended, so we're going to do a recap of uh, all the best gear and translate that into how you can make that useful for you in your uh, mobile hunting setups, like what we've been talking about for the last four months on this podcast. So, we got Michael Pike. Michael. What's up, guys? We got the Ginger Bow Hunter. What's going on, Jacob Myers? Tyler. What's going on? Tyler Malone. Tyler Malone. Mustache Malone. Mustache Malone. So, um, 
I guess we'll we'll kind of get it wrong. This is take three for everybody out there. Take so three. We're, we're struggling. Um, to the newbies to ATA, me and Jacob came last year. Here we are this year with you two. Michael, what did you think about it? Uh, I kind of – I mean, it was pretty much what everybody had always said. You know, it was more business-like. Um, but that's not really the reason why I came. I came to hang out with you guys, uh, and it's been a lot of fun. I uh, got to, you know, meet a lot of people, see some new products. Uh, overall, it was pretty good. Awesome. Tyler? Yeah, uh, same thing what Mike said. It was a good time. A lot of business took place, and uh, it's been fun hanging out with y'all. Yeah, it's definitely more of a buyer show than what a lot of people realize. It's not like – like, there's hype there with new products, but it's nothing like what you see in a consumer show. No. Which is cool like because it's very relaxed. Mm-hmm. Now, it's stressful when you're like us and we're trying to, like, knock out some – you know, trying to knock out, like, a bunch of videos when it comes to mobile hunting is kind of stressful because you're trying to knock that out. But other than that, dude, it's super laid back, which is always fun. So, mm-hmm. Andrew, what was your thoughts on everything? Yeah, it's uh, it's it's funny coming from this, like, NWTF because NWTF is, like, a madhouse. It's, like, trying to walk through it like a, like a stadium after a football game when everyone's leaving. That's what NWTF's like. But, yeah, ATA is pretty cool. There's plenty of stuff here for mobile people. So that's kind of what we're going to start out talking about, and then we'll end up talking about shooting deer or something. So we're talking about the good, bad, and ugly. Yep. So uh, let's kind of, I guess, start off with the bad. Um, I know that's something that we all had, like, our own thoughts on a couple different companies on stuff that they might have missed on kind of going forward. Um, so, Andrew, how about you kind of kick us off? Because I know you had something that was kind of interesting, that broadhead. Yeah, they had a tracker, a track, a trackable broadhead with that was. It's like a muzzy three blade, and all three blades are barbed, like big, like huge barbs in them. One of the blades is supposed to detach inside of the deer, uh, and it has a tracking device in it, so you can get on your phone and see where it goes. So yeah, aside from like the like possible ethical issues there, I mean it's like. That when you see this thing, dude, there's like no way that it's, this thing would ever like pass through a deer. I mean, it's bad. Um, so that was terrible. Um, what about y'all, Michael? What do you think? Me, and, I'll say, I'll say, me and Michael, so Jacob and Michael, uh, definitely have very similar thoughts on this. So Michael, you just kind of hit it, and I'm just gonna agree with everything Michael says. Yeah, I, for one company to uh, to basically advertise or target uh, mobile hunters, I felt like uh, some kind of missed the. Missed the point there. Um, Everything was overweight, not by a little, but by a lot. And um, I don't know. I just felt like they missed the mark on that. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're marketing their uh, their featherlight stand as a uh, a lightweight mobile option, and they're um, you know marketing their sticks as well as a a lightweight mobile option, which really isn't what they are and what they're designed for. Um, You know, hopefully, you know, we talked about this before in the first two tries of this of this episode. Hopefully that they do try to get it right in this next year. Hopefully they kind of learn from some of the negative feedback because they actually turned off the uh, the comments on their Instagram posts of these sticks because they were getting so much stuff, uh, you know, so much negative feedback. So hopefully they learn from it and they can kind of use their, you know, their financial advantage that they have with the company and the engineers that they have working for the company to really kind of make some stuff happen. So. That's definitely uh, my negative yeah. as well. Yeah, is, for, is for as big a company as it is, I mean, when you've got a single individual pumping out more, you know, uh, lightweight sticks than well, I don't even know how big of a company, you know, how much money they make. Yeah. But 
for them to be doing that, I, I don't know. Uh, there, there's a lot left to be desired. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, definitely, I feel like they, there's a lot, a lot of room for them to grow. But definitely, that was my biggest takeaway uh, for kind of a fail uh, for ATA when it comes to the mobile hunters. You know, we're definitely talking about products that are you know around the mobile hunting community, um, and that definitely was kind of a fail for me. So, the next person up here that we got to ask is is Tyler on kind of like your biggest fail. So be careful with the mic. Yeah. Uh... I got, I got several. I'm going to hit the high notes here. I hit them. I got a hawk, hawk <laughs> tree stand. Uh, I wasn't really impressed with that. They come out lying right out the gate. Uh, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Yeah. You're good. You got to uh, lean into the mic. I'm there, right fella. here on it. Uh, yeah, I don't like that. They come out lying. They they released a new stand. They uh, I guess Chris took some advice from uh, Jacob last year about coming out with a new stand for the running gun. And... Uh, Right off the bat, it says seven pounds. We all picked it up, and we all agree it's more like 11 or 12 pounds. So I don't like how they uh, come out and say it's seven pounds. But as far as that, the sticks looks good, but the stand, I'm not impressed because, you know, I know it's a prototype, but still, I mean, I wouldn't try to get uh, people going in the wrong direction. But, that, but they did say they was going to try to cut the weight back to get to seven pounds. And even Chris said that... Uh, he knew it wasn't seven pounds, but for some reason they still posted it seven pounds. So I'm not real big on Hawk. So there you go. That's my that's my bad of the ATA. Yeah, yeah. Like like we said, it's it's a prototype, so they got they got time to correct that. Um, like he said, he he knew they said that they knew it wasn't seven pounds, so they basically have until like July to get it down to the weight. Uh, it was like eleven pounds, probably. I don't think they can get it to seven. We never put a scale on it, but definitely it's around that like lone wolf assault stand weight, which is like that eleven pound mark. Um, I, again, I, I agreed with you as well in the first two takes of this that I definitely think I don't think they can get it down to seven pounds just the way they're going with it right now. But I definitely think that if they are smart about how they build it out, I think they can get something that's right at or sub ten pounds if they really put some effort into it. Uh, it might be tough, but if they can do that, I think it'll still be a home run. They're just going to have to revamp on the product saying that, hey, it's not seven pounds, it's nine and a half pounds or eight and a half pounds. I still think if it's at sub 10 pounds, it's going to be a killer stand for the budget uh, and yeah. the price point of it. For me personally, uh, having the you know XOP, XOP comes in around the same price, basically the same price point, and they're already at 10.1 pounds. So if I'm looking for a budget-friendly option, I think me personally, I'm going to go with the XOP versus the Hulk. Yeah. yeah. Unless they can push it, you know, if if they can get down closer to that seven pound mark, I'm all for it. it, it they really need some uh, some companies, bigger companies, to uh, to make it more affordable for a lot of people, and to to push to seven pounds, that speaks volumes for them, you know, at least trying. Yeah. So. I look forward to seeing what they actually come out with. Yeah, they they definitely paid a lot of attention to like some of the comments I I told Chris last year about like you know them kind of slacking on having a mobile hunter's lock on. You know they had like the Hawk Helium, the Helium XL. They discontinued the Helium, and the Helium XL is kind of this overkill for what you're getting. And there's no you know leveling adjustment for the stick, the 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 seat. There's no leveling adjustment for the platform. Um, you can't really cam lock it or anything like that as well. So it's really kind of a, a fail, in my opinion, for like a solid everyday, you know, mobile hunting system. Somebody could use it as like a, a very like entry level stand, 
but I feel like for you know a you know for like sixty bucks more, fifty bucks more, you could get yourself like like the Vanish, or the uh, you know the XOP stands, and get something that will cam lock. It's got the adjustment and everything. Uh, but now having that new stand, which is the uh, Ultra Light Helium XT, the, yeah, the Helium Ultra Light XT. Um, you know, depending on where it finalizes and comes out at, I feel like it's gonna be a cool option for somebody, especially if they can get that price down um, or get that weight down a little bit more. Uh, well, let's kind of hit on some of the the positives of, of ATA because I know there was a lot of products that we saw for the mobile hunter that we all thought was pretty freaking slick. Um, so how about we go through and kind of talk about maybe like our top two or three products, just like some stuff that really kind of caught your eye. Because I'll say this, 2020 is going to be an awesome year for the mobile hunter. There's a lot of cool products coming out there uh, at all different price points. Um, but the cool thing is there's a lot of companies that are paying attention to this and they're offering products for 2020 that uh, definitely is going to benefit the mobile hunter if you're a gear junkie and you're trying to you know do something different with your setup. So, Andrew, kind of like shoot us off. You know, what was a few things that you saw that was really kind of innovative or really kind of slick, um, you know, at this show? So, I think that like with the negative two, like I think we're all going to kind of agree on these. Uh, my number one thing at the show, period, for me was the tethered Phantom saddle. Uh, when I first saw it, I was like, man, I don't know about that. Because it's smaller than the Mantis. And we have talked about it a bunch of times. Like, we thought that it has something to do, like, the comfort has something to do with, like, the size of the saddle. Which would mean, like, from the top of your saddle, like, from the small of your back, down to, like, the bottom of it, like, where the leg straps are. Uh, which maybe is the case with, like, a, a regular saddle. And something that Tether and Greg Godfrey told us this when we filmed the video, that they probably didn't do a good enough job of, like, getting this out there, but... The big change, prop there's there's a lot, but really one of the the biggest change like fundamentally with the saddle is that it's more of a football shape. So the top belt that goes around your waist isn't like a it's not like a straight line. It's like an arch. So when you look at the saddle, it looks it's like a football shape, and that cups you a lot better. And Michael, me and you both talked about how when you're wearing that thing, it's like every every part of that saddle is like evenly distributed on yep. you. Like the weight's very evenly distributed. All of it's like quote unquote being used where, you know, in, a, in another saddle, it doesn't feel like you're, you're just sitting on your belt or like half of the saddle. Right. Uh, no hip pinch with it. Uh, I, I was honestly like extremely impressed. And we got like a full length video with a lot more detail, but, uh, and then there, like the adjustable bridge is pretty slick and everything. But uh, Michael, what would you think? Yeah, I, there's a lot of things that people notice right off the bat, which is going to be, you know, the adjustable bridge loops um, where you can adjust where that, um, I guess, weight is distributed to, um, whether it pulls more from your lower legs or from your upper back. And that was one thing. The second thing was uh, they took the Amstel bridge and basically run it back through itself and stiffen it up and then added on the uh, – basically that same thing with the uh, prusset and it really bites and it's completely quiet you don't have any metal uh you don't have uh, you know this elaborate stuff to to keep you in place as far as that bridge the adjustment um then the the last thing would have been the uh the the placement of the uh, leg straps um and all of that together is what everybody is probably looking at you know right off the bat oh this is all they changed not true not true at all yeah the most overlooked piece is going to be the cut of uh of that mesh and where they stitched it at 
it almost feels like somebody's just grabbing each <laughs> cheek and just just cupping, cupping it. it, bro. I mean, <laughs> just give you a nice firm, just yeah, like yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it it's a game changer. Whoa, he, <laughs> he said he, it. He used the term. Yeah. It is. Well, I mean, let me let me hop in here. So, being a bigger guy, I'm definitely the biggest guy in this room. Uh, you know, being 275 pounds and five foot nine. Uh, so, so I'm about five foot tall, five foot wide, as some people would say. <laughs> um, that being said, the saddle. What impressed me with that because we're kind of doing some of the highlights of, of ATA. Um, I've been testing out and using four different saddles this season um, with three different manufacturers, being Arrow Hunter, uh, JX3, and then Trophy Line. And the one thing that really caught my attention when I, when I first saw the Phantom was how small it really is. Now, I'm a big dude, okay? I'm about 43-inch waist, uh, 43, 44. And seeing that saddle and how little material was on it when it comes to the width from, like, the bottom of the saddle to the top of the saddle, I was like, man, that looks kind of sketchy, especially for being a bigger guy. That cupping design definitely helps out a ton on just distributing that weight and, and that pressure throughout the whole saddle so there's no kind of like hot spots or pinch points in it and that was the first saddle like when i had my, my madness i had a madness for a while used it all last season and when i would sit down like last season being 2018 2019 when i would sit down in it it would give me unbelievable hip pinch no matter how i adjusted the saddle you know rode it a little high a little low whatever it still hurt you know still hurt me um that Phantom, it never happened, dude. I sat down in it just because that was the first thing I wanted to double check. Because, like, you know, sitting in a saddle, like, leaning in a saddle, like, they all kind of feel pretty good. But, like, when I sat down in it, I was like, wow, there's yeah. a difference here. Yeah, so I come into it as a as a skeptic. Like, no yeah. lie. Like, I, I I did not think I was going to be impressed. You're ready I, to sell your saddle and go back to a stand, right? Yeah, so I was ready to sell my saddle and go back to uh, that Lone Wolf custom gear stand. Yeah. Because yeah, I was really just, man, it's sweet. But after we went and tried on the uh, Phantom, I was really, uh, to be honest, I was blown away just by the comfort. Um, I was not expecting that. Yeah. I mean, I figured I would try it on. Oh, this is like every other saddle. You know, not impressed. You know, I really like that Lone Wolf Custom Gear, you know, stand. You know, I think that's where I'm going. But now it's like, God, you know, what do I want more? I mean, it's it was, it impressed me that much. Yeah. Um, I mean, you hit on all the high notes. And I was actually wondering, you know, how how comfortable you thought it was. Because there's a lot of size difference between you and I. And um, I thought it was extremely comfortable. Well, not only that, but that saddle is adjustable from, like, w what size waist are you? Probably about a 33 or something like that. So that saddle would fit from someone being, like, a 33-inch waist to up to my waist size. And to be honest, when I'm sitting in the saddle, I still probably had two inches of adjustment on there, uh, which was impressive, to say the least, because I could still probably get my bibs underneath it and still have plenty of room to be able to, you know, you know, snap the, snap the waist belt. Uh, which is awesome just because of the versatility of it, dude. You know, the one thing I'm really noticed about using that saddle, just testing, because, I mean, I sat in it, dude, today for probably 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, on one of their trees or one of the uh, the display, you know, trees. The one thing I really noticed about it was how, after using all my other saddles, and, again, to me, all the saddles except for one, and I'm not going to name it right now, but there's one saddle I've been testing that's not super high on the list, but needs to get, need to get some more time in it. The one thing I noticed about the Phantom versus all of them is just how sleek 
lightweight and just compact. And what I mean by it, everybody's like, oh, man, you're wearing a saddle. It doesn't matter. And that's what I thought, too. When I've been wearing a bunch of the other saddles that are just a little bit more bulky, they're, they're comfortable, they're fine, but they're just bulky walking in and out of the woods. That freaking that um, Phantom, when I'm walking around in the booth, I had it on, dude, for like, I don't know how long we were there, 45 minutes an yeah. hour. And I forgot I had it, I was wearing it. Yeah. It was that just sleek and comfortable. And, uh, I mean, literally almost walked out of the booth without without taking it off. Same here, same here. <laughs> I, I had it on, and, and I honestly did not realize. I was like, God, I was like, I still got this thing on. I was like, I better take this thing off. I went and hung it up. Yeah. And, and that being said, again, we're not sponsored or, like, partnered with any no, of these saddle I, companies. And, I, and I, I really, I, I loved my yard before yeah. I went and tried this thing on. I mean, I didn't have it. You know, I had some minor complaints. I was like, this could be better, this could be better, you know, but it's not like you're going to be completely uncomfortable in most of these saddles, probably. Yeah. But you're going to be a whole lot more comfortable, in, in my opinion, in this particular saddle. Yeah. Just from my experience today. I don't have extended – I mean, none of us have tried this on throughout a whole season – you know, in the stand, you know, long sits. We don't, we, we can't come to you with that. But I can tell you from, you know, just hanging, you notice the difference right away. Yeah. yeah. I, I definitely, after you, because I've been hunting out of the Flex a lot this year. Um, so I own a Flex, an Arrow Hunter Flex, an Arrow Hunter Kite, a Trophy Line Pro, and a JX3 uh, Hybrid. The Flex is what I've been hunting out a lot of this year. Um, it's really nice and comfortable for me, but it's like oversized. It's to the point where a lot of times you're sitting here and like, do I really need all this material? And after sitting in the the Phantom, it's like, no, you really don't. Right. You don't need it. And and I even thought when we first went and looked at it, I was like, God, I was like, look, look, I was like, they're still using this little, tiny little waistband belt, and that was a huge problem before for them, yeah. or at least complaints that I heard. I I didn't know personally because I didn't own a Mantis. But that was one of the you know the biggest complaints. I didn't notice anything, you know, as far as that goes. I I thought it it, it may have even actually helped. Yeah. Especially with their cut, the way they have it cut now, there's no digging into your side or anything. I don't know. I, yeah, dude. That, they 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 really did knock it out of the park with that. Yeah. I mean, they really truly did. Um, and like like with that thing, it, it like it, it's all has to do with apparently the like the angle of the belt. So since it's like arched, it's not flat. That's what really provides most of that stuff. So it's like it like the on every other saddle with the flat belt. Like maybe you did need like a wider belt on top, more than like that little one inch whatever it is. Thin webbing, it. yeah, yeah, like super thin. Uh, but with that arch, you know, it's the same size belt, but it's way more comfortable. Right. Um, and like a, it's just an efficient use of like of like the saddle material. Like it, like uh, you I just have to I sit in it, man. Yeah, I, and it's way smaller, way smaller than the previous versions mm-hmm. of any saddle. And somebody might be looking at it, and we've already seen comments, um, people comparing it to a sit drag. I've had a sit drag. Now, Tyler would be able to speak to it a whole lot more. You know, I don't think he tried on the saddle today, but um, I've sat in the sit drag. I have a sit drag still at home right now with a rock climbing harness. Nowhere even close. I mean, you can't even compare those two. Um, just even though it's size comparable as far as, you know, the depth, um, you know, from waist to lower, you know, lower leg or, or, or your upper leg, whatever you want to call it. Anyways, that distance, that depth right there, way more comfortable. I mean, it, it, 
nothing even close. Yeah, I'm getting one. I've, uh, dude, I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm I think, definitely getting. I one. think we've all decided for the most part. I think we're all going to get right. one. Tyler, I think, still on the boat, on the on the you know fence, the fence on that. Um, but yeah, it, it was awesome, dude. Just how compact it is. It's it's a sweet freaking saddle. Personally, now looking at it, uh, I mean, after because I've literally I'm coming at this. I feel like one of the most educated users of saddles that's out there on social media right now because I've used so many in the, this past year. What, can you hear me? Yeah, I was just, it was making a lot of noise. All right, Tyler, don't be moving around. Um, I've been using so many saddles lately that I really feel like, at least for my body shape and everything, I, I have a feeling for like what a bunch of saddles offers. Yeah. And the fan. Uh, yeah, that's true. I mean, you've used four different saddles. Like, not many people have used that many. No, no. no. Well, and a lot of guys you see on social media that aren't, they're like, oh, I use XYZ or I only use XYZ. That's why it's the greatest thing. And I said it's BS. Like, if you haven't used more than two or three different, ver- you know, you know, products, don't get, I don't want to necessarily hear your opinion like it works great for you because that's how it was when i just had a man it's like oh yeah it's great dude it's awesome you start trying other things you're like okay there's other cool options out there that works great for different people right um but i will say this there's nothing on the market of all the saddles i own that compares to what that phantom offers and it, it sounds like we're freaking selling out right now it really right. does like that, well, i'm listening to myself i'm like i sound like here, an idiot right, right now here here's the point though all of us chose different saddles yeah we all have different saddles. We didn't go in and buy the Mantis. Yep. We're, we're not sold on the Mantis. You know, we all went different directions, but we're all ending up at the same point. Yeah. Which is, we all like the Phantom. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's really sweet. Like, if, if I was going to recommend a new saddle hunter to get into saddle hunting, yeah. after messing around with it and knowing all the other options, that would probably be my first option for a lot of guys is, like, I'd recommend that first. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's way easier. I would say it's probably way easier to get comfortable in faster. Because now I'm to the point. My first year in the Manus, like, was just wasn't comfortable. This year I've been a lot more comfortable. But like the Phantom was more comfortable than I've been in my Mantis period. Yeah. And and once you pick one of these up, if you do pick one of these up, how they made it comfortable, the the ways that they achieve that is so simple. I mean, it's yeah. stupid simple. I mean. Don't yeah. y'all agree? Oh, yeah. Oh, big time, dude. It's like simple, like I said, fundamental, like very simple tweaks. Nothing like crazy. They're just like, oh, yeah, we just took this and put it right here, and we right. took this and sewed it like this. Yeah. I mean, and it just makes like a It makes a huge difference. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's move on. Moving on from we, that. We've been talking a lot about sales. All right. What's another part for you two that kind of was like important for you that you're like, okay, this is awesome for when it comes to like mobile hunting? Lone Wolf Custom Gear. That 2.0 saddle, or uh, not saddle? saddle. Whoa, that, that, whoa, <laughs> whoa! That 2.0. <laughs> sorry, still in saddles. All right, that that micro stand. What did they? They said they didn't have a name for it yet, right? They were just calling it the DeQuisto Series 2.0. Okay, well we're 2.0. All right, the 2.0 version. I mean, it's stupid light, stupid mm-hmm. light. So compact. Uh, yep. I mean, you don't. You really. You could you could hold it up in the air for probably an hour straight. You Hands hit, out to your side. You must hit the gym more than I do. <laughs> but that that being said, listen, it's, listen. It is a kick ass stand. I'm not gonna lie. For guys like built like you and me, I, again, I'm short and fat. That's great. I got small feet, so I can still get around that stand. If you got really big feet, if you got like 12, 13, 14, you know, size boots, yeah, it might not be for you. You can still use it, you, but it might be a little tight for a you. A one point would be fine to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying the the, the 2.0, which is like the five and a half pound stand that they just released, is absolutely legit. 
on the aspect of it's exactly what I'm looking for for a stand. Right. You know, something around that Windwalker or Lock on Limit style stand, you know, that 22-inch long platform, 23-inch long platform, you know, 14, 15, 16 inches wide, that is the ticket, and that's exactly what that uh, the 2.0 is. Super compact has the same functionality as the 1.0, where you know your sticks, your sticks will snack on there. The um, the seat will actually go into the load carrying uh, mode, where you know you can use it as a load carrying shelf. Um, a lot of versatility with it, but it's so freaking lightweight, man. I mean, yeah. air. Um, uh, mine's blinking. Holy crap! Uh, DeQuisto, Andre, Andre, Andre was saying he's like. You know, we're asking, like, I know there's some stuff you got to change on this, but, you know, is there going to be much of a weight difference on it from, like, what we're seeing now compared to what we're going to see for production? He's like, there shouldn't be anything at all right. on that change. Yeah. Which, if that's the case, dude, they might have $499 from me. Right. Me too. So. Um, I don't know. The, the, the stand is just different. When you're looking at this stand, you're not looking at just the stand. I mean, you're looking at the whole system, you know, going in you know your sticks you know packing out i mean it's just like sitka i mean every a lot of people will hate on sitka but if you invest into that system it is unbelievable and the same thing with this you know if you invest in in that system you you can't beat it You, you just can't now i know they had some manufacturing issues this last season and they got a lot of feedback from that i think they probably learned the lesson on that to be honest um but when we talked to him, when we held the stand, you know, with the sticks, everything is going to be so compact. The way the sticks are going to line up, they're going to be on that back post. They're going to be, they're not going to be sticking out to the side, um, which was my biggest thing personally. When I looked at the 1.0, the way the sticks stacked, when they stick, when they stuck out to the side of the platform, I could just see myself going through some kind of thicket, catching on, you know, vines and stuff like that. I didn't want that personally. But with the double stick, even doubles, that was another thing. They came out with the double stick step and or the double step stick. Um, and the way that stacks in, those are compact, um, lightweight, extremely lightweight, pack flat. The, you know, the stand's already flat. The whole thing, it, just as it, a whole, it, it is It is the absolute dream and I think the pinnacle on mobile hunting with a stand system. I can't think of if if they if they do integrate that whole, you know, stick placement with that main post. I can't think of anything else that I would change to that stand. Yeah. Uh no, I agree. Um the the one, you know, I I again I love the stand. I'll kind of leave it at that. I really love the stand. I know, you know, I work hard for my money. I'm going to spend it the way I want. So when someone's like, "Oh, that's too expensive. I would never do that." That's cool, dude. It's not for you. Right. I I manage my money in a certain way that if I'm going to buy it, I'm going to buy it. Um, it's not for everybody, and that's cool. Yeah, if you want to be buying Starbucks yeah. every day of the week versus buying this stand, go for it. You know, that's your you know, your or, prerogative. Or, or not just that. I mean, it's just like whatever works for you that's, that's cool. I'm, you know, I, I say this, and I probably sound hypocritical because I feel like a lot of people are like, well, you talk crap about Summit, and that's true. But it's like, if you find something that really fits your knit your niche for how you want to hunt, even if it's expensive, if you can try to afford it, dude, and it's like your one running gun system, it, it's probably gonna be worth it for you, especially if you're gonna use it quite a bit. Um, you know, the guys that can't hunt a whole bunch, maybe like the Hawk system would be a great system for. You, that's fine. But I really, after especially after getting those Lone Wolf, the full length Lone Wolf sticks, dude, I've been extremely impressed with those. Um, 
that whole system, man, with that new stand, I think is going to be absolutely legit for the guy that still wants a lock on, wants that compact lock on. I mean, they're literally hitting the market for the guys that are looking at those lone wolf, uh, like the original lone wolf uh, stands, and also the guys that are looking at the uh, the lock on limits and the lock on wind walkers. I mean, it's hitting that market, but you're getting the full adjustability. Yeah, I mean, everybody's been asking for the past at least two, three years. Give us a lightweight, small, compact stand, and that's what they delivered. Now, you're going to get some kickback from some people that, you know, don't necessarily want that. Yeah. You know, and and they may think it's overpriced, but that's what everybody wanted. Yep. And that's what they delivered. Yep. And even at four ninety nine, I think they're going to sell a fire out of those yeah. things, dude. I mean, the one point is they're still sold out. I mean, they're sold out right now. Mm-hmm. I looked on the, you know, webpage today. They're sold out at four ninety nine. So that, I mean, the, you know, the want is there. People want that stand. Yep. Yeah, it, it's sweet, dude. Uh, another thing you kind of talk about, this is kind of cool that I saw at the Expo. It's definitely not one of my top like three products, uh, but this kind of cool was the, the Lone Wolf Double Steps were pretty slick. Um, you know, the one thing I didn't like about them was it, the, the standoffs, they're using four grade-A bolts. Um, the problem is, is that they're kind of short like you're not going to have a whole bunch of room up there and as andre said in the video for anybody that's listening to the podcast we have videos on all these products that you can go look at at the southern outdoorsman uh youtube channel but he was talking about like keeping your toes out at like an angle you know kind of to the side of the tree so you could climb with them and not have them like dig into the tree and i understand that uh, but that's definitely something to kind of think about with that system yeah personally i've never even thought about the standoffs and the length away from the tree i've never had an issue with those so me personally i can't see that being an issue but maybe some other people can guys with big boots is like where it comes to play like again i'm a size 10 and a half inch i'm a size 10 and a half boot climbing most sticks like i've heard guys complain about the regular lone wolf sticks saying that the standoffs are too short because they can't get their full boot on there you know, if I can get my ball and my foot on there, I'm fine. Right. That's that's how I that's am. That's all I do with when I'm climbing. Yeah, I, and I feel like with those double steps, for a guy with a size f- size foot like I have, like a ten and a half, I feel like you should be fine with it. It's the guys that are a size 12, 13, 14. That's when it's going to get pretty tight on there where you may or may not feel comfortable on those sticks. Um, but they psych super, super compact. Unless you got toes that are like six inches long, I think you'll be fine. Yeah, which if that's the case, you don't need boots to climb up there with your feet, man. <laughs> uh, you don't need a climbing system. All right, so let's talk about some other cool products that we saw. Um, Tyler, you haven't really said a whole bunch. I know you've you've seen something. Tyler's about half dead right now. Let Andrew go. Let Andrew go? Okay, cool. Andrew, what was something else that you saw that was kind of interesting that, you know, if, as a mobile hunter, you can kind of see yourself kind of checking out? Uh, Well, uh, last year I really wanted the Lone Wolf Custom Gear Sticks. Um, but then I got the out on a limb sticks, like a prototype to test for Matt. Um, and those are like my favorite sticks ever at this point. If I, if I had a lone wolf custom gear stand, I would probably get the lone wolf sticks just cause they integrate into the system really well. But the out on a limb sticks are one of my favorites by far. They're super, they're on the market. They are the lightest and the smallest, most compact stick out there. Period. I agree. Um, so yeah, I I really like, and again, all yeah. this is like unspoken. Like Matt didn't give me any money; he just sent us sticks to try and break. Yeah, those are those are definitely probably that and the the Phantom Saddle. Like, would highly recommend. Yeah, as far as Matt sticks, um, they're they're really good, and and I would think if you didn't have the Lone Wolf Custom Gear Stand, where everything meshed together perfectly, I would say use those sticks with some other stand if you you know if that's in your price range. 
a lot, you know, a lot of this stuff just depends on how much you want to spend and what you want out of it. And um, I think those are really, really good. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I agree. Um, definitely the Outland Limb Sticks are sweet. Um, I haven't used them yet, but hopefully I'll be able to use them later this season. Uh, just because of how lightweight they are and, and just kind of compact. I mean, especially the saddle guys using like a decent backpack system, you can strap them to your backpack so easily and be able to get to your stand and, and, and climb or get to your tree and climb. And the one thing that Andrew's had a lot of success with is using those single step aiders uh, with those sticks and be able to get up to, you know, a fairly good height with the four steps uh, or the four sticks. I mean, you're getting close to 20 feet. Is that right? With the four? I'm getting, yeah, I'm getting 20 feet. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'll have to like officially measure it, but I think I'm getting 20 feet. Yeah, uh, which is exciting just because a lot of guys are like, man, that's a short stick. Man, I can't get very high. Well, if you use one-step aiders with it, you definitely can stretch them out quite a bit, man. And like you were talking about, Andrew, those one-step aiders really set those stakes really well in the tree. So, I mean, I mean, locks them in. Oh, yeah. It does a way better job than just stepping on it because you're setting it like straight down, uh, like perfect. You're not stepping on the side. Like, when you get on the step, you're putting pressure on one side of the stick, I feel like, and it just doesn't do as good of a job where the aider's pulling straight down on, like, the post, and so they don't seat down as far, and they also sit, they they get a lot tighter to the tree, I guess. Yeah. No, it's, it's awesome. I, I mean, I've really, really uh, enjoyed just kind of messing around with them. Hopefully, I can use them a little bit more this uh, this season. Uh, just because we do get to go to February tenth on that. Another thing I didn't, th- or another thing to add to these aiders is um, Lone Wolf Custom Gear yeah. came out with those cable aiders. Mm-hmm. And I think that's Ooh, I gonna, want those. Yeah, it is simple. I mean, I don't know why we didn't think of it, but you know, everybody's been using the rope mods. But these cables, all it is is basically like your cable that off you know, tree stand. A, yeah, off of your lock on that attaches the east side of your platform. Um, all it is is looped up and basically bolted into a step. And I mean, if you drilled uh, into any you know stick that you had, you could essentially use that, and it basically holds perfectly open. I, I don't know why we didn't think of that, but they yeah. did. <laughs> yeah, that's an awesome, awesome idea. Like very. Very awesome. Yeah, it, it's a uh, it's a pretty sweet idea, especially with me uh, not having great experiences with uh, <laughs> yeah. with, with coming aiders. in like a wrecking ball. Yeah. <laughs> I came in like a wreck. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> we'll stop right there. Um, definitely, dude. It's uh, it's a pretty sweet idea, and definitely the cool thing is with some matte sticks. Coming back to the Shikara sticks, uh, they're actually drilled on the bottom of the stick, so you could bolt that in there mm-hmm. uh, if you wanted to, or do your own kind of aider system. Um, which is kind of slick. Again, the cool thing about also that I'm kind of proud of Matt is uh, from Adam Lim that he won uh, gold or first place in uh, the new products to be released at ATA for 2020. Uh, so he won in that, the new products uh, section, which is really cool. That's a big achievement, it's especially huge. when you're going against these million-dollar companies. Yeah, because he went against, I mean, like XOP, I think, had some stuff. In, like A lot of the big companies had stuff in there. And he beat them all out with his sticks, which is crazy because he's a two-man operation. It's him and Chase. That's it. Right. Um, and, you know, he beat them all out. So that's a huge accomplishment, uh, which is, I mean, just exciting. It's really exciting. That's why I was saying, like, 2020 is going to be a great year for mobile hunters because there's all these companies, big and small, that are getting recognized for producing products designed for the mobile hunting community. And I, dude, I think it's going to be killer. It's going to be it's an awesome freaking year. So that's, that's super awesome to see Matt uh, have that kind of success. Um so what's some of the other products? I'll, also, I want to say one that you know I kind of saw that was pretty important for me. 
which was the uh, the Hawk Helium uh, short sticks. Uh, last year, I gave Chris Duncan the uh, marketing director, which I kept saying he's the marketing director for Hawks division of GSM, but he's actually the marketing director for the whole freaking company of GSM Outdoors and uh, overseas like Muddy, Hawk, uh, I think it's a uh, big game, tree stands, stealth cameras, all kinds of stuff like that. And what I was really impressed with is that they truly did listen to like a lot of, well, I mean, there's been people saying this for years about them, but like we had a very long conversation at ATA last year about why they should have short sticks, why they should have a 22 or 20 inch stick. And they were able to do that. And one thing that really impressed me with Hawk on those sticks is that one of Chris's engineers actually got on the running gun page and, and joined to literally use it as a resource for development of product and kind of see, you know, going through, cause there's always guys posting about doing those, um, you know, the cutting down their Hawk sticks and seeing what the average length is for most guys, which was between 22 and 20 inches. And they decided to go with a 20 inch model uh, just for simplistic reasons. And I'm like, dude, y'all hit a home run with that. And I was really proud of them. I mean, I was really happy. I saw that. I was like, man, this is great. I'm glad that y'all are listening. And the cool thing is they also listened to some other stuff, which was like about the stand and also about doing a saddle platform as well. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of cool stuff coming from them, which was really exciting. No more uh, David Tom's handicap specials. <laughs> y'all wouldn't get that unless no. you read the comment nope. earlier. <laughs> He's the one that basically originally cut the – Cut them down to size. Oh, oh and, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, uh, nobody, you know, those people that are basically hacksaw handicapped, is what he called it, uh, don't have to worry about it anymore. So, they can buy them directly from Hawk. Yeah. So. And they're selling them. The cool thing is, they're selling four stick, uh, four small sticks, short sticks. I don't know if they've really came up with an official name for them, uh, for $139 a set of four. And they're individually, I think, 49 bucks. Right. Which is kind of cool because you can add one to your setup. Uh, also, one thing that uh, Chris told me, like before y'all came over there when we were about to do that backpack video, is they're actually going to look at doing uh, selling a set of 12 of them. And he said the reason why is because a lot of guys are going to want like six sticks, and you and a buddy can go in and buy the 12, and you get 12 sticks for like the price of like seven or something. Like it's crazy how low price they are when you buy 12 of them. Um, which is kind of cool. So yeah, and well, I mean, when we initially talked to him, uh, we mentioned, hey, you know, why have you not capitalized on the platform thing yet? Which he said that they're you know, working they're on, looking at possibly coming out with a platform for saddle hunters. Yeah, and I, I asked more questions about that, and he wasn't very in the loop. He just knew that the that the engineers were looking at doing something, but he had no from what he told me, unless maybe he just didn't want to be honest with me, which if that's the case, that's cool. Um, I was asking him like kind of materials they were building out of and everything, and he wasn't very sure on what was happening. He just knew it was in the works, uh, which is cool. Again, yeah. I I think having some of the bigger manufacturers come out with some products like that, uh, and I kind of gave him some basic dimensions to kind of stick around just for functionality reasons. Um, I think, dude, it'd be killer just because it can drive that price down yeah. across the, you know, across, across the whole the market yep. for all of us. Um, all right. Uh, any other cool products that you guys saw that was, you know, kind of interesting for you all? Uh, I don't know, dude. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Not really for me. I mean, yeah. I, I don't get very impressed at these kind of shows very often. Like I was, just, I'm, I'm always impressed by the Lone Wolf Custom stuff, um, and the new tethered thing. But yeah, that's about it. Same here. I mean, those are my top ones, the ones I went over. There's so. tons of stuff they didn't, they obviously didn't go see. 
Yeah, that's true. Go I mean, ahead and hit on some of them. Yeah, because you, you went around to a lot more yeah. stuff than we did. I didn't stay in two booths. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, you just turned to you. I didn't stay in two booths three days. But uh, <laughs> NAP is coming out with a new broadhead. It's a it's a three-blade mechanical. Uh, Muzzy's got a new three-blade broadhead coming out. I don't shoot Muzzy, but it looks pretty cool. And they got a, they redone their fixed head. They put a new chisel tip on it. Uh, Grim Reaper has a new broadhead coming out. It's a new mechanical. Uh, let's see what else. I shot several bows this weekend. Uh, by far, the Hoyt and the new Matthews bow is by far the best, in my opinion. Uh, Martin has came a long way. I shot one of their bows, the newest one. And uh, to let's see what else I see. I like the the new interlock broadhead. It's got they got an insert for bow fishing. It's got like six blades on it. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa! Explain that. Well, what? It's a six blade. Six blade that comes what, out for bow fishing. It's, it's You got the tip, the top blade, the chisel tip. You got two coming off that. You got two more coming off that. And you got one bleeder, two bleeder blades that comes off the back for bow fishing. What? I, I have to see that. That's weird. That's I got a review. I've done a review boys. on it, so I'll be posting that. And uh, I got a review on all the broadheads. And uh, so they'll be up. And uh, let's see what else I liked. You said what happened to Bear? Uh, yeah, I did. I wasn't impressed with Bear Archery. They came out with a new. Uh, what was it called? Status. Don't ask. Yeah, it's, status yeah, I think it's status. And uh, I wasn't real impressed with it. I think there's. I shot uh, Martin. Like I said, Martin. I I would I would rather shoot Martin than Bear Archery any day. I mean, I ain't trying to say Martin's better, but I don't. I think they're. Bear's lacking the the pull is not smooth. The fall off, the let off is not like it just barely rolls over. There's no, I think they got like a ninety percent let off, but it felt like I was on. Felt like I was holding fifty percent. It was not no good let off at all. Then let's see what else I seen. They're coming up with a new hitter body suit. Hold on, Mike's got a question. He's he's like he's confused. I was just trying to figure out the ninety percent let off. Felt like he was holding fifty percent. Yeah, like like it was not nine percent. Yeah, I got you. Okay. Uh, let's see what yeah, else. That I see. new bodysuit was kind of slick. Yeah, it was pretty slick. They're coming out with a new saddle bodysuit. Uh, what? They're they got in they got zippers inside. You know, if you're familiar with a hitter bodysuit, you got to actually take the whole suit off the top, and you wear suspenders and it falls off of you, and you're still so you can shoot your bow. They have inseams inside the suit. That's waterproof. You just unzip them. They're they're not. They're kind of like a ziplock bag zipper. There's no zip, like no teeth on it. And they're coming up with a new saddle body suit that's gonna have holes for your bridge. Oh. Because uh, let's see, a guy from Tethered is working with them. I don't know his name. He said he he he's on with Tethered, but he's working with them for a new body suit. And I like the Long Wolf custom gear sticks. They was pretty sweet. Which ones? Uh, the the double step. The new double steps, okay. But as far as that, Matt has the best sticks on the market. I mean, if you're going to be saddle hunting, or if you're going to buy a couple sticks for a you know a cheap lock on to get up and down with, or something like that, Matt has the best sticks on the market. And and the Long Wolf custom gear uh, 
camera arm, I wasn't real impressed with it. I didn't like the leveling system on it. I feel like you had to eyeball it left to right, and I feel like the, I just feel like it wasn't sturdy enough. You think? What do you think about that? Not for a big camera. I I wouldn't use it with my camera. I've got a uh, Canon um, XA11, yeah. and it's definitely way too big. I feel like for that. But in t- even talking to some lone wolf guys, they're like, it's definitely designed for guys that are using smaller cameras. It's like a small mirrorless camera. I think that's what Cody uses. Yeah, point-and-shoot camera, something like that, where, I mean, it's a very – you're going with a light setup, and you don't need a whole bunch of weight. You know, right. you don't need a big fluid head or anything with that. Yeah, yeah, I felt like it was very, very compact. But I could see there being issues, especially on, like, some of these uh, big pines or, you know, trees with a lot of deep ridges that are, like, you know, kind of – crooked all the way up ridges in the bark right about. exactly um i could see that leveling system struggling quite a bit yeah um okay i ain't done what you get what you get they got and there's several trail cameras coming out with uh, like like a lower end trail camera like retail like price wise like moultrie has one uh it's 99 no 119 they got a package that comes with it it's 30 dollars a month kind of it's real expensive for unlimited uh, but uh, I was talking to the guy and they said you can buy the large package, which is like, uh, 1199 and sends like 1500 pictures and whatever don't send to your phone. If you over, uh, you know, exceed the limit uh, that it can send to your phone, you still get pictures on the camera. The spy point came up with a new camera, uh, like a, uh, module wireless, uh, cell, a cellular mod- module, whatever you say it. And you just you hook any camera up to it, and it can send you pictures. It don't matter if it's a Tasco from Walmart or a damn uh, Wall Game Innovations. And then tell everybody about how you know we we initially thought there might be some waterproof issues. Go over that a little bit. Uh, I talked to the guy, the engineer that does new Spy Spy Point uh, Link. That's what it's called, Spy Point Link. And what it is, it's a ribbon cable with a uh, on one end of the ribbon cable. There's a SD card that is made onto the ribbon cable. Then the other end is what you plug into the spy point link. It's like a USB-C port. And uh, the way he told me to do it is you uh, plug the SD card into your regular trail camera. And you have to loop it up and bring it from the SD card reader in the camera out the bottom so that it remained waterproof. And he said he tested over 300 different cameras and none of them leaked. All the cameras' doors shut, so there should be no leakage. And all, as long as you keep it on the bottom, so nothing can filter in there, you should have no problems. Hmm. That's what the guy said. So if you buy it, don't take my word for it. And uh, there's tons of new products. There's so many products I can't even list. Uh, I walked around today, the last day, and just really kind of talked to a lot of people about the trail cameras. Browning's got a new trail camera coming out. That's uh, Say that's a cell camera. It's right at a hundred dollars too. Spy Point had one last year, like one nineteen. The Moultrie Covert's got one that's like around a hundred dollars. So if you're looking to get a, a cell camera, you can especially get one now for around a hundred dollars. So hmm. there's tons of new products. I, I there's so many, but that's all I got. Awesome. Um, the, the one last thing I want to kind of hit on that was like kind of a favorite for me. Uh, just because of the price point was the uh, that Horn Hunter backpack, the um, the full curl light. It's a uh, it's a pack frame system that's extremely modular that comes in at a price point that's like on pace and on price point with the um, Everly Stock X2. 
but it's a lot more versatile for what you can get with that. Uh, hopefully, we'll have a video on that by the time this uh, comes out that we filmed. And I was just very impressed. It's designed to actually pack in uh, sticks and climbing systems and, and even small tree stands. Uh, but also be able to get your deer out as well, along with having their own modular pack system that actually uh, attaches on the back side of uh, the frame uh, that all kind of integrates together. And really, you have to watch the video to kind of understand it, but at $249 for the complete system, it, I feel like it's a fantastic uh, kind of budget-friendly uh, pack that definitely can do a lot for you. Uh, so that's really exciting. I think that's going to help a lot of guys out, especially trying to get into the whole uh, pack world when it comes to packing deer out and packing, uh, you know, gear in. So that that was pretty exciting. Um, anything else that y'all want to kind of cover, uh, Andrew, Mike, and Tyler, when it comes to ATA? Anything else cool y'all saw or uh, interesting experiences? Yeah, I like the, uh, the the new Mystery Ranch pack when it had the adjustable frame. Yeah, the new pop-up yeah, series. Yeah, that, that was pretty cool. I like that because you can go from – like he said, I talked to him today. Like you can go from just a simple day pack with hardly any support, and to all you know, all the way up to where you're packing out a uh, a full size animal. I mean, it's it's pretty cool. I like that backpack, and it retails for three fifty, I think. The yeah. Pop up twenty eight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's around three hundred fifty dollars. It's, it's a cool system. They reintegrated and uh, re updated the actual frame system for the pop up series. So that's worth looking at. We actually put a uh, um, a live video on that on the running gun page um so you can kind of go and check that out which is pretty slick um other than that xop had their short sticks which we didn't even film uh we really should have but it was just kind of a hassle um we to, got a video for it. To, to be honest the xop mini sticks were not impressive at all personally i'd rather go get the freaking the helium sticks if you're like on that price point um just because the one thing that kind of threw me off with those sticks is you're you're kind of losing like four to five inches of actually like steps like stepability or like compactness with them because the bar uh, or the the, the actual packing main, system yeah yeah the packing system with it takes up so much room from the lock together which again is kind of confusing to kind of explain I don't know Mike if you can kind of give a better example of how they lock together yeah I, for somebody new that does hasn't ever looked at them before yeah. it would be difficult but. Basically, they just shorten up the stick, but there's a little bit of gap, you know, on the end. It's probably a four-inch gap. Right, that, you know, you just lose that. It's just kind of like wasted space. Yeah. Um, but that's the only way that, you know, basically you can, you know, use that step and locking system. One thing I will add, though, is they did put that bracket on there uh, on the original uh, stand post mm -hmm. um, where you can lock it in and, I mean, and carry those sticks in and they're tight. And you don't have to worry about bungees and all that, you know, BS. Yeah, it, it is kind of cool. It's, again, it's a, it's a cool system. Y'all probably can look up. I'm sure there's videos out on it by now um, on that system. It just was something that, you know, I wanted to film, but it wasn't super high on the list. And to be honest, like, we didn't get it done, but it really didn't affect me on, um, you know, needing to get that done. Uh, it's, it's a cool system. It's just not for me. I feel like there's other options out there that are better on price point and also functionality and compactness. Um, you know, the definitely that hawk stick being, you know, the top contender for that price point. Um, other than that, dude, you know, we ran into some pretty cool people, uh, ran into, uh, Troy old ranch ferry, uh, for anyone that watches his YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on and he's just like he is on the YouTube channel. He's exactly <laughs> how he is, man. <laughs> his yeah. ball of fun. Yeah. So Troy from branch Ferry, we got to meet him. Uh, he's a pretty cool guy. He was in the, um, 
this was it the Stinger booth or what? what? Magnus. Magnus, yeah, Magnus booth, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, Got to meet a bunch of other people uh, for the first time as well. But man, it was just a good time. Kind of seeing everybody back at ATA. It's it's always a good time to get back to it. So, you know, next year twenty twenty one is gonna be super exciting. Kind of get back to it, even though you know we got three hundred and three hundred and sixty three days to ATA again. So it'll be exciting. But uh, oh, that dude, I'm, I'm pretty much. ATA'd out, man. It, it freaking wore on us. Um, yeah, it's an absolutely exhausting weekend. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You know, freaking taking off time from work and everything, come out here and try to get this done. I know Mike took off this whole freaking weekend. Yeah, I got to go back to work after we get back home. I got to go straight into work and work a 13 hour shift. So, whew. Son, yep. I'm sorry. Yeah, it sucks. Yep. But it was, it's been fun, dude. Uh, I've really enjoyed it. I've enjoyed you guys coming up for it. Uh, hopefully, everybody's enjoyed, uh, enjoyed Jesus. Um, all the live stream videos too. I've been trying to post on a lot of these boosts on the Running Gun White Tailers page. Um, other than that, dude, again, I'm, I just it's been a fun time, guys. Um, hopefully, we can kind of get this out there, get some of these videos out there, and freaking after that, go to freaking sleep. I'm ready to get back home to Alabama. Indianapolis is wearing me out. So yeah, I got I got to drive from here, northern Indianapolis to Auburn tomorrow. Oh man. Hey, want me to tell you how? Let me want me to tell you exactly how far that's going to be for you. It's going to be about nine hours. Yeah, I was going to say eight and a half. Is that what you're thinking? I'm pretty sure it's going to be right at nine hours. Right? Something like that? Yeah, just look at it. I'm, I'm eight hours and 42 minutes. Oh, oh gosh. Hey, you'll enjoy it. It's okay. <laughs> oh, no. Um, But anyways, guys. All right, it's been awesome. I don't, I don't even I don't even have anything else left. I am worn out, dude. But, uh, Ready for you guys to come to South Alabama and kill some bucks with me. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, until next time, guys, uh, one thing I can uh, kind of wrap this up with is make sure you're on our YouTube channel uh, at the Southern Outdoorsman. Uh, we're posting all these videos that we recorded from ATA on there, so you can check those out. Also, make sure you check out the Unguided YouTube channel as well. I know uh, The Unguided. Unguided. Oh my goodness. Unrested. You've Jesus. been on the unguided page too much. I've been on the unguided <laughs> Facebook page too much. But no. Um no. Michael and Tyler from the Unrested, they're gonna have some really cool videos hopefully coming out that Tyler filmed as well. Um this yeah. week. Props to Tyler because I didn't do any filming. Yeah. But it's all good. <laughs> uh other than that, guys. Yep, we appreciate the support. Uh, appreciate everybody staying tuned for everything we've been doing this week. And uh, hopefully you guys appreciate it because we put a lot of work into it. And uh, it's definitely one of our passions to kind of bring you guys this kind of content. We try to get to you as quickly as possible. So uh, thanks once again, man. All right, guys, we're starting to get kind of close to summer here. And you know what my favorite part about summer is? The Mobile Hunters Expo. Y'all heard us talk about it a lot last year, and we actually got to meet a lot of you guys at that expo. Well, we're excited to announce we're going to be there again. This time it's going to be in Dalton, Georgia, June 28th through June 30th. We are going to be there all three days. We're going to have a bunch of past podcast guests there. We're going to have a booth where you can come by and grab some merchandise. And I'm sure we're going to be recording all kinds of podcasts there. If you're unfamiliar, the Mobile Hunters Expo is the place you need to be if you are the kind of hunter that listens to this podcast 
This show was literally made for you. It is an excellent group of people that are going to be there. A lot of whitetail killers from around the Southeast are going to be there. You're going to get to talk to them, shake their hand, learn from them in person, make some connections. And guys, we get a lot of questions about uh, which saddle should I get? Which tree stand should I get? What about this piece of gear? What about that piece of gear? How do I meet other hunters who want to hunt the same way that I do? You know, finding a good hunting buddy. The Mobile Hunters Expo is a place for all of that. So you guys don't miss it. June 28th through the 30th, Dalton, Georgia. We'll see you there.